Hey guys, this is Dagon123, and welcome to... Hey everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of TenchiCast, presented by TenchiForum.com. Trilogy. Just the word incites a lot of things and emotions in people, but for Tenchi fans, it means one thing in particular. Tenchi is going to the movies. Tonight will be part one of our TenchiCast trilogy, the first movie, Tenchi the movie, Tenchi Muyo in Love. I have with me a great cast of people tonight. Chuck. Hey. JG. Hello. Kiyoka. Hi. Mins. Hello. Ryoko Fan, 21. What's up? Who? Hello. And Mitchell, 93. Hey. So, let's get started. How were you first introduced to Tenchi the Movie? Well, I was first introduced um, back in November when I had my Tenchi reawakening, as I call it, when I rediscovered Tenchi. I had watched all of uh, Universe and the OVAs on the, on the forum's YouTube channel, and I didn't even know there was a movie because it was never played on Toonami back when I was watching it. But So I watched it on the forum's YouTube channel, and that's how I first uh, discovered the movies. Well, I knew it existed for a long time, going all the way back to the AIC days, but I never watched it. I was actually pretty confused as to the whole which movie goes where and what attaches to what series or not, so I didn't actually see it till here about a month ago, so around April of 2012. Um, I can't actually remember how I got into the movie. Uh, all I remember is downloading it and watching it on a very small 2 inch by 2 inch screen on, on Real Player. It was many years ago. Uh, well, I had gotten into Tenshi in uh, 2000-ish when it was on Toonami and my friend bought me the movie for my birthday and it was awesome. Uh, much like, you know, Mittens and everyone here has stated in the past, I got into Tenshi first in Toonami, of course, about 2000 when it was first aired. and. Let's see, 2000, I was about 12 years old, so every Friday I would go to Hollywood Video Store, which is no longer there, and, you know, get videos on a Friday afternoon, which is the proper thing to do. You know, I, I loved Tenchi so much on Toonami, but I had no idea of what was beyond it, you know. It was, you know, I, <laughs> so I, I walk in there one Friday afternoon, and I was just browsing the shelves, and I happened to come to the across the anime section, and on the second shelf from the bottom, I see this video with Tenchi, Ryoko, and Aieka on the front. And I looked at it and it said, Tenchi Muyo the movie, Tenchi Muyo in love. I read that and my heart stopped. I thought, there's a movie? Holy crap, this just made my weekend. I immediately picked it up, rented it, went home. I, pro I probably watched it the entire weekend, just abusing it over and over again, watching it in multiple consecutive views. And, and then a few months later, the second movie I was on the shelves. We'll talk about that in another time. But yeah, I saw the first movie on the shelves at a local video store. And <laughs> like I said, my heart literally just stopped. Well, darn it. There's no way I can possibly top uh, <laughs> top that uh, story. But yeah, I guess it would have been uh, a couple years back. 
when I was getting back into Tenchi and kind of stumbling upon it on the internet. I think I, I managed to find all three films on YouTube, but that was uh, in the days before they were all uh, very conveniently packaged on uh, Tenchi Forum, uh, official YouTube channel. So uh, my first experience with the movies was on, on a laptop monitor. Ever since then, I, you know, I, I went out and tracked them down right away and got them on DVD and uh, watched them proper. <laughs> Uh, a lot like Ryoko fan, I had no idea there even was any movies, but um, one day I was browsing through a store, quite like he mentioned, but it was called Packards, and uh, I was browsing through the anime section, and I had seen a DVD cover with Tenchi, Ryoko, Aika, and two other people I've never seen before, and it was actually the complete three-disc set, and when I seen it, I was just, you know, I didn't even know it was real, but... I definitely bought it, and like he said, I abused it over and over, but I didn't even know there was a movie until I just stumbled upon it, and, you know, I wasn't even looking for something tension-related in the anime section. I just, like, that was it. I just stumbled upon it, and I definitely, definitely, definitely made me happy, though. I was first introduced to it, actually, through Netflix. Now, not the Netflix that everybody knows now, where you can just instantly stream, but, like, right when Netflix first started. For many fans, Mitch and Ryoka fan know this, Tenchi as a show only existed from what was shown on Toonami. Everything else was... There There was never any indication that there was anything more. I picked up Netflix because it was like, you can better than go into Blockbuster, you don't have to leave the house and whatever. And I got that in 2006, and I'm browsing through there because I, I wanted to get a back catalog of Tenchi stuff. This was before I had anything. And I was looking, and I saw Tenchi Muyo in love, Tenchi the movie. I'm like, wait a minute. Tenchi the movie, like, there's a Tenchi movie? Like, Ryoka fan, my heart stopped. I'm like, I have to get that. And I go down in the recommendations, and what do you see? There wasn't just one movie, but there was three. I would also later go on to find out that this movie played during Sci-Fi's anime movie block on Saturdays, which, ironically, I never saw once, despite the fact that I watched Sci-Fi block for anime movies tons of times. Tenchi the movie introduces us to Tenchi's mother for the first time, Achika. And to a new villain, Kane. What are your thoughts on them and how they fit into the movie? Well, I've got to say, uh, Achika is by far my favorite part of of the first Tenchi movie. I absolutely love the fact that uh, they made her into such a vital character. She's very full of life. And it's exactly what you would expect after all the build-up that we had received throughout Universe and OVA about Tenchi's mother and the mysterious circumstance of her death. But you always got the impression that she was she was a very uh, a vital character. And to see her in her prime in the movie was fantastic, and they really didn't let me down. She was she was a uh, very emotional and very uh, very alive, and uh, it's it's funny to see her uh, in comparison to Nobuyuki, who's sort of this this shy little little nerd who's drawing off by his own. And to see their budding romance was uh, something that was really really interesting, especially as we see later when Nobuyuki's just this. This older, sort of lecherous old guy, and you always wondered, well, how did he get, how did he even get married and have a son? And so that's that's probably what I really loved about uh, seeing Achika in the movies. It, it made and it made sense too. It, it made very good sense. Uh, as far as Kane goes, I really loved Kane as a villain. I mean, he's not the most original. I mean, we've seen amorphous black blob creatures in movies before, but he was definitely done well. He was very creepy. I thought. Very scary, I would say, and it was done very well in the, in the cinematic feel of the first movie, which I'm sure I'll come back to and have a chance to talk to later. That's, that's my favorite thing about the movie. Well, let me back up here before we get too much deeper into this. For anybody that's maybe not as 
deep into Tenchi as some of us are, and being a movie, like everybody said, they didn't know it existed. As Chuck kind of touched on, movie one falls in line with the Tenchi universe, or better known as Tenchi TV Continue. It doesn't attach to Tenchi Muyo Ryo Oki or Tenchi in Tokyo. Those are two separate things. So that's kind of what we're going on about here. Achika to me was fine as a character, and she worked, and it wasn't overbearing. I mean, she was on the kind of overly sweet side as to why on earth would she really be interested in Nobi Nobuyuki, but and we didn't get too much uh, of an explanation of her home life there, even when Aiken and Ryoko went to live with her to guard her essentially. But Kane. Kane didn't come off to me as a real good villain. I mean, he's just kind of a, a super-powered beast, essentially, without a whole lot of real malice to him. I didn't ever really feel threatened by him. I mean, you were worried about him when he was attacking them in Tokyo Tower, more so because Ajika would learn who Tenchi was, or Nobuyuki would get axed somehow, uh, and they'd have to bring him back in some fashion, but... He, he never really impressed me as a villain like Kagato and OVA did, as he had malice and he was thinking and he you know, would capture somebody and torture them and get into their mind, whereas Kane was just kind of a amorphous blob that you know had tons and tons and tons and tons of power, supposedly. And Tenchi Universe also, too, when it comes to Jirai's power, it takes a lot different spin on it than OVA, where it's kind of like omnipotent power, whereas the you know, drying power in TU is more of a individual kind of magical type presence type stuff. It, it's not overwhelming type power in any case. It's not like they're being provided from a goddess or something like that. So, uh, like I said, I, I compare that guy Kane more to No Face from Spirit Away to anybody else, which I guess I'm the odd guy out. <laughs> I, I can't really offer an in-depth analysis. My first impression was I thought Achika was a, um, a well-done character. She fit in well in the Tenchi-verse. I couldn't find any fault with her. I thought she was such a sweet mother to Tenchi. It's a shame she, spoiler alert, dies so soon. But I found her personality really warming and felt she was there all the time. As for Kane, we kind of wished he had more screen time, possibly more more than just a quick flashback. I, I'd like to... I'll, he's my favourite Tenchi villain. I mean, he's, he's mysterious, but that's why I like him, and a power so great that the Royal Dryans had to combine their might with the Galaxy Police just to seal him away. I thought that's... that. this is a villain. Ajika, yeah, won me over as a character because, uh, yeah, she's sweet and kind and, yeah, she's just the image of Tenchi's mom and uh, she was also voiced by the amazing Megumi Hayasabara. I had probably butchered her name, but, and I've always been a fan of her voice work and her English voice fit too. Kane, he, well, I don't know, he was kind of scary the first time I watched the film because, like, you know, not a, lot, not a lot was known about him and he ripped that guy's off. Arm off. You know, he's not Kagato, but I still think he's awesome, and he's one of the better Tenchi villains. Yeah, I'm going to reiterate a lot what Mitch just said. Kane is by far my favorite villain in the whole Tenchi universe, but I want to go on record on something real quick. And this and, and it applies to Achika, and it's, it doesn't apply just to the movie, but to Tenchi as a whole. Achika is Tenchi's mother. 
she is. There's just there's just no way around it. You know, we we got Keone in OVA three, which I'm not going to go go into. But you know, if you've seen that, you see the first movie. Achika is Tenchi's mother, and you know, like I said, Kane is my favorite villain. I mean, if it takes combined efforts of the two most powerful organizations in the universe to take him down, that says a lot. I mean, it took. Well, I believe the the first emperor of Jirai even he died in the process of capturing him because he had to exude all his energy, right? Yep. Yeah, and also from the Galaxy Police note, you know, another spoiler at the end of the movie, but Washu has to bring in the hyperdimensional cannon, I think it's called. It's been a while since I've seen it. But that cannon is made for taking out a small galaxy. I mean, if it takes a weapon to eliminate an entire galaxy to take him down, yeah, he he should be feared and respected a little bit more. I think it was either Mittens or Kyoko who said he's not he's not Kagato, but he's definitely something entirely different. Well, um, I'll just start out with Kane. With regards to uh, people have been kind of bringing up uh, Kane as you know their favorite in all of Tenchi fandom, and I have to agree, uh, it, it's a real tough toss up for me between OAV Kagato and Kane. But I mean, it, he's. He's not. This is not one of those uh, tragic figure villains. This is this guy. He's being an amorphous black blob. He, he's just almost meant just like the incarnate of pure evil. And um, yeah, first time seeing uh, the movie, yeah, he was he's genuinely terrifying. He really was. I mean, he had that. He's like wearing a a mask on, and it, you know he can't see. It. His face doesn't move when he talks. It was he's creepy. And as for Achika, you know, uh, yeah, we won't. Uh, <laughs> at least minimally yeah we're we, you know we're not gonna uh i mean we have our opinions about you know well who is you know the true tenchi's mother or whatever but uh, i i wanted to touch on what uh, ryoko fan said and i'm sure dagon will uh chime in um is uh when we say achika really is tenchi's mother in that you know i'm not going to argue with you that you know which well which one's proper canon and stuff but getting to go back time and see her we, you know, not obviously the physical semblance there, but we we get to see her personality. You know, even though she wasn't around tragically for much of she's life, we really see where he gets a lot of his personality and his his kind and giving nature. Yeah, she really is. You know, where where he gets so much of of who he is from. And I also agree that was that was great getting to see uh, Nobuyuki and and uh, Achika when they were kids. That was. That was uh, that was great. So just just getting to getting to see her was, I, I think, welcome to to all fans. You know, it's like even though we have to incorporate time travel into the the plot to get it done. You know, no nobody's going to be complaining about that because it's it was just there was really no flashbacks of her other than like she died the day she died it even it didn't really show her in the universe series so you know we as fans we almost needed that you know we, we we needed to to see her and i thought that was great achika she's definitely one of my favorites but kind of like who said you know i wish there was more of her throughout the series you know they did a very good job in the movie you know as an input of putting her in there but i would have liked to see more of her rather than you know just showing her how she dies or whatever but and I really enjoyed how, like, you know, Ryoko and Aika's little fights, she would always have a little input about them or try to find a medium between them. But Kane wasn't my favorite villain, but 
I definitely respect him because, like everyone else said, if it takes the you know dry teaming up with the Galaxy, please take him down. You know, definitely, definitely respectable. Not my favorite, but he was terrifying when I first seen him. You know, because of the mask and talks, but his face doesn't move. But I just really. I, First movie is definitely my favorite movie by far. Well, right off the bat, I'm going to have to agree with Ryoko fan wholeheartedly, and I know I've reiterated this many a time, and who as well. Tenshi has one mother, and that's Achika. She's strong, she's serious, and she's ultra-protective of Tenshi, which is everything both the universe and the OVA loves to believe she was, which, like we've noted, is hilariously ironic considering how terrible of a character she ends up being and how polar she ends up being in the OVA. So, the first movie did a fantastic job of nailing her character. As for Kane, I thought he was a unique villain. If we look at the working design for him, if you get a chance to look at the Tenshi Muyo In Love sketchbook, we see he actually at one point was in some kind of actual form, and he looked very reminiscent of Kagato. Obviously, he still retained like his freeform energy look, and he still had the same face, but I can see why they changed that. You know, because if we look in the OVA, we have Kagato, daunting presence, long robe, very maniacal looking. Uh, in universe, we have Kagato again with a slightly different color palette, but it's generally the same thing. I think looking upon that, they wanted to change it up a bit. They wanted to make him way more of a presence, way more of a threat, and to change up his design so you didn't feel like you were having deja vu for a third time. I think it kind of fit his plot with the whole time traveling thing, them having to seal him in a plot dimension at GP headquarters. I think it really fit more than him being an actual, like, physical being. Where we're going, you won't need chosen gods. Tenchi the movie's plot has Doc Brown written all over it, or in our case, Dr. Washu. What do you think of the Tenchi cast traveling through time and the plot in general? Well, I have to say that I'm a huge sci-fi fan, and I absolutely love time travel stories. So right off the bat, when I first heard that the, the movie was a time travel movie, that, that nailed it for me right there. I think they did it rather well. I mean, it's, it's sometimes a bit easy to screw up the, the time travel, but uh, I think they did it rather well. They stuck with what you needed to stick with with a time travel movie, which is like trying to stay out of history's way but still managed to, to stop what needs to be stopped. I think they did it. They did a really good job. I, I particularly liked uh, seeing Ryoko and Aika and Sasami try to blend in at the school. Like Sasami's got her little baseball cap on and is hiding in the bushes with Tenchi, trying to get glimpses of Tenchi's mom. Ryoko and Aika, of course, taking their fights always with them into uh, the classroom. It was an interesting setting to see them in, in, the, in a classroom setting. It was a bit weird that Mihoshi was a teacher and Kione was, was a janitor, but I, I enjoyed seeing them in their roles. The time travel, I think it was done well. I mean, I wish Washu could have had more of a role. I mean, she was, you got to see her sitting in, in her lab, and she, she does show some emotion sometimes, but for the most part, she, she's just a hologram or, or a voice in their heads telling them what to do. So I guess that's my one complaint with it is that you kind of cut Washu out of the story a bit. But other than that, I really thought it was done well. And as a huge time travel fan, I have no complaints about uh, the time travel arc in itself. I kind of like the idea of the, the time travel thing as well. That's fine. You know, Washu did the kind of observer, orchestrator, manager role, and that was repeated again in the TMIL2 movie. But, I mean, they needed somebody to keep sending them an equipment and that. I wasn't as impressed with them trying to keep out of the time travel, you know, the butterfly effect, where you do one thing and it changes everything else. I mean, like, Ayaka and Ryoko kind of nuked the uh, passenger train 
there, and there were several other instances where they they kind of messed up a lot of things that normally would have been, you know, looked into or questioned or what was going on here, and it would have put them all into more danger or added more uh, complexities to them being there if it had been looked into by authorities or somebody else. I mean, even the the, the when Kane attacked the Tokyo Tower, he blew a friggin' hole out of it. And then it was covered up with like, oh, it just needs repairs anyway. So that was kind of, it, it didn't make a lot of sense like it was just quickly covered up. Because if they added another half hour to the movie, they could have explored Ajika's power development a little bit more there than having it boil down to a, basically a five-minute fight. And they could have drawn it out maybe a little bit more. But it was overall, it was fine. And like uh, Chuck said, the different roles of the characters being back in the past was done well. I liked seeing Mahoshi and Kione and some of the rest of the roles kind of shifting around. I was surprised they didn't do anything more with Tenchi, you know, in the school system because he would have fit in perfectly just as long as he doesn't, you know, cause problems with his parents. But hmm, well, I'd just like to add to that last point Joji said about uh, Tenchi possibly getting closer to his parents. And what she did say, there, um, there was a danger of a time paradox thing, so I can understand why Tenshi had to keep his distance, because if a time paradox happened, that would be very bad. The time travel to fix the past isn't original, but I think the movie did it well, so it didn't feel majorly cliché. Maybe that's because I haven't seen many of these types. Uh, I'm one to avoid boring clichés unless it adds an original interesting twist. The movie withheld the overall structure of the series, the humour, serious tone, etc. My one complaint uh, off the top of my head would be the fight at the end could have used more time to it. It just felt a bit rushed. Oh, we, uh, we've got this major villain who can travel through time. Uh, he can destroy the Galaxy Police headquarters and he gets, what is it, a 10 minute fight or something? I can't, I don't remember the time of it. Uh, five minutes, that is short. Uh, I thought the use of a dimensional count at the end was a, was a good ending. Generally with these villains, it's probably like chopped to the head chop off the head or shoot them or whatever but they use a, a cannon meant to destroy a galaxy to be a villain that's original I agree with JJ it could have used another 30 minutes to the movie I would have liked that it felt like it needed a bit more time to add things in probably more a chicka screen time uh, well I grew up with Back to the Future so that said Tenchi loves time travelling was intriguing and I love seeing 1970s Tokyo, but Era, I have anything else to add? Uh, I liked it. I, the time travel thing was definitely an interesting aspect. I mean, it's, and I, I thought, like everybody else here is saying, I, I thought it was really well done. And to me, the movie, the movie for me didn't really need anything else. I mean, probably the one thing I would add it, yeah, it's like everybody's saying, you know, the fight scene with Kane at the end could have been a little bit longer, but that's about it. One of my one of my favorite things that I love during the movie is Ryoko and Ayaka's I don't want to say attitude, that's not the right word, but their behavior in the high school while they're undercover was was amazing. And there's always one one of my favorite scenes is at the very beginning of the movie when uh, Mihoshi announces that they have two new students and Ayaka walks in, everybody, all the students look at her and they're smiling because obviously Ayaka, she's very well-mannered, she takes care of herself and then Ryoko walks in and all the students get this sudden look of fear on their faces and Ryoko can't help but just smile. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that was one of my favorite moments and you know, the, 
like I said, the movie for me didn't really need anything else other than just probably a longer fight scene at the end. I think it could stand up well on its own with the time travel thing because it was really well done. But yeah, it, it was just it was just really really good. Uh, excellent choice of uh, of moment. Uh, Ryoko fan with uh, <laughs> when when Ayaka and and uh, Ryoko walk into the room and not a word is said but that just says so much about <laughs> about both of their characters so I like that aspect of uh, fact that with the, the time travel element and they oh they have to undercover in school um, I think that was a that was a nice opportunity and a welcomed opportunity I'm sure to uh, you know to see Ayaka and Ryoko you know in, in all of them in school again kind of like the uh, time and space. Uh, adventures it's of course it's overdone to death in all anime you know and revolving around school and being in school uniforms and stuff but you know it, it's 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 great with uh with the tenchi cast i also i also love the way um you know i'm not a big i'm not a big science-minded guy so it probably doesn't bother me anyway but it, it's always struck me with washu and all her um basically orchestrating like uh, has been mentioned she's kind of the one with the plan and she's she's the one running the the machines in her lab and she's uh, you know helping everybody out behind the scenes um i just I, I love the way you know science fiction jargon you know being thrown at you and uh, you know well we've been talking about the the galaxy dimensional canon whatever that was called i love the way it's just like while well, she was just like oh sure yeah i can get that to you boop and it's there and uh, i i love that at least me anyway personally I don't I don't question it. it if it was anything else it would seem kind of ridiculous you'd go wait a minute how is this there but because it's washu and because it's the rest of the tenchi characters I don't care it's 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 just it's just great and it's fun and yeah is is time travel premise original hell no but again because it's these characters that we're all familiar with i thought i thought it was great and i can't really complain either i can't i wouldn't change a thing i really liked how like those few times throughout the movie achika like barely kind of catches a glimpse of tenchi and she kind of sees him and she's like you know i guess gets this feeling or you know she's kind of like hmm, you know who's that i like what they did there and <laughs> one of my favorite parts you know talking about you know how they're undercover in school and you know this and that and how also i didn't really understand also how kione was a janitor but i really liked how you know they're before they play volleyball you know of course ryoko forgets her uniform and she <laughs> she has the other the gym teachers uniform and she notices him scratching himself and i just thought that part was great I really, really liked how they were undercover in school. I thought they did really great. You know, and they walked in, of course, Aika, everyone's like, you know, oh, she's nice. And then Ryoka walks in, they're like, you know, oh, God, you know, she's trouble. I, re- I just really loved what they did. Some like to call Tenchi the godfather of harem. I know that term has been thrown around quite a bit. But really, I think that's kind of demeaning to Tenchi, as Tenchi's always been primarily sci-fi with a dash of good old Star Wars Force-esque fantasy thrown in for good measure here and there. The sexual frustration in comedy is kind of icing on that cake. It really it really just builds on itself. It doesn't really ever, ever detract from it. Space pirates, spaceships, energy swords, alien planets, and with Washu being the greatest scientific genius of all time, quote-unquote, I think the cast time-traveling was awesome, and it did very well. I was glad to see them try their hand in something, you know, being a big Back to the Future fan. It, w- it was like... Oh wow, you know, what if Tenchi did something like that? And it was really cool to see it play out like that. The tone is kind of fun, like you get that kind of Tenchi feel from it, but at the same time, it's ominous and dire when you see the amount of energy it takes, you know, to 
get Kane just locked away, them trying to protect Achika to find them, make sure everything's not screwed up. It was quick paced, but literally and figuratively, it was a race against time. And finally, what was your favorite part in the movie and why? And if you didn't have a favorite part, which part stood out the most? and why oh gosh that's such a that's a difficult one I, I love almost all the parts of the movie but i guess i'd have to say my favorite part would be uh when they're in they're in that uh subspace zone and the the wind is rushing around and it's a monochromatic setting and it's it's very it's very it, the, the imagery is done very well and i would say my favorite part is when uh achika gets the, the the psychic burst and she she realizes that Tenshi is her son and that uh, he's in danger and that and it sort of triggers in her the release of like all of her potential built up dry power and like her hair changes and she gets into this dry and uh, magically into this dry and battle battle garb and she takes the uh, the sword and it turns into this big giant like katana thing and she just starts kicking Kane's butt and I just, I just love that. It's just, it's sort of like the the mama bear, like stay away from my cubs, sort of thing. And she, she just goes all out. And it, it's, it was really good. And I, I do lament that it wasn't as long. It, it could, it could have been longer. But I thought for what we got, it was definitely a great bang for the buck. And it was, it, sh it may have been short, but all every second of it was was priceless. And I guess that that's probably my favorite part of the movie. I have a hard time figuring out exactly what my a good part would be and I've already only seen it one time so I kind of struggle with what would be the best part but I think overall uh, it was a toned down section of the movie but when everybody it goes from the apartment where they're staying or the little rent hotel or whatever to them planning and plotting and Sasami having to catch Tenchi every five minutes in the web net to keep him from fading away from existence to them all doing their individual jobs and their individual tasks that they're good at placing the emitters around town and you're waiting for Ryoko to try and fly to Tokyo Tower to save Tenchi as Kane's chewing into the building and that part there to me was one of the best is you're hoping that Ryoko will get there and like blast Kane in the face and get him off the tower or something, but it, it shifts track there. It's it's not a very well or strung up part of the movie, but I thought that kind of showed the characters each doing what they did best, still trying to help Tenchi. My favorite part was probably when the countdown began. It was the last five minutes, and you could see the clock ticking down every now and then, and it was a rush to kill Kane. Uh, I can't remember. I'm not sure if Kane had to wait till the counter hit zero to fire the cannon, but I thought that last five minutes was very exciting. Nothing on the dimensional cannon. Wow. Kane killed Kane. What more can I say? Best part. I've got a lot of favorite moments. I guess one of them was when they're at the school and they can't find Achika and you know, she went and she's with Nobuyuki looking at the sketches of the house and it's like, yeah, and I like that part. I don't really have one favorite part or another just because I love this movie so much. Well, I kind of agree with uh, Chuck and JG, you know, from when first, from when Kane first arrived at the Tokyo Tower, you know, to, to the very end of the movie, all the fight scenes in that span of time were, were, were really, really good. And just, just the way that every, all the girls, you know, acted toward each other, you know, when, 
they weren't doing something pertaining to the mission. You know, it was just like it was like you know, just any other day back at the uh, Okayama house. You know, Ryoko and Aiko always fighting. Sasami was was probably cooking something. Mahoshi was was getting into trouble, and Keone was always trying to keep her in line. The, basically, the last I think it's last five to ten minutes of the movie probably say that's my favorite part in terms of what really stood out because Kane like like we've all said is just a really you know we, we've kind of seen villains like him before but he's unique in his own special way you know what um I I, I feel the way uh Ryoko fan does and that you know I love I love the movie it, it's uh it's tough to pick my favorite but uh but I, I you know I would say uh right at the end after Kane has uh, been destroyed Sorry, I should have said spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> and um, Ryoko and Aika and uh, Tenchi, and they're all, you know, kind of gathering together. And uh, however Washu does it, you know, they're going back to their their time. And, and, and they just, they kind of have those final words exchanged with Achika. And, you know, Achika, it, it, it's, it's heartbreaking because we know that this is the last time we're going to see her too. It's the last time, I mean, Tenchi will see her when he's, really little but it's like the last time he'll see her too and we we know that we know that she's gonna be gone and uh and it, it's heartbreaking every time i see it uh it, it it chokes me up especially with uh big grand overture of christopher frank's score playing in the background very soothingly it, it just it really makes for an emotional high point of the movie for me personally I love the movie so much. I don't know if there's just you know a one specific moment that's my you know favorite above the rest. But like that was said before, my favorite parts are just like the moments or you know when they weren't focused on the mission and everyone was uh, you know being themselves. You know Ayaka and Ryoko and Miyoshi get in trouble. That that those are my favorite parts. You know just when everyone was being themselves. For me, it's really hard to pick my favorite part kind of like everybody here i mean i absolutely love the whole movie but if i had to kind of pick moments i would have to say the first scene with kione and mihoshi and the last five minutes leading into the ending credits tension when you in love tension the movie was made to be watched in a theater huge projector screen popcorn surround sound the whole nine yards and the movie's shot taking really just solidifies that. There's just something about the way the shot pans to Mihoshi and Kione, Mihoshi choking, being clumsy, the musical build, bringing the watcher into that comfortable, tenchy atmosphere they know and love, all the while foreshadowing events to come in a way that only screams Night at the Movies. And the ending theme does the same. It's unique, it's very much tenchy, but has that big budget movie theme ring to it. I don't know if the production team at AIC aimed for that feel, but they nailed it harder than the Death Star nailed Alderaan. It's also a really nice last hurrah for the original Tenchi dubcast, as Jay Hopper plays Katsuhito for the last time, Sherry Lynn plays Kione for the last time, and Ellen Gertzel plays Mihoshi for the last time. Well guys, thank you so much for being in today, and JG, I do believe you have some final words that you'd like to add. Okay, so I'd like to formally announce the Tenchi Form OVA3 Ryoko Redub Project. Um, essentially what this is is a fan effort to replace old Mona Marshall's Ryoko lines in OVA3 with lines from Petraea Burchard, who played Ryoko in every other English Tenchi program in the past. 
We don't have any have anything against Miss Marshall personally or professionally, but as fans, we just feel that Miss Bichard's voice was the original Ryoko, and due to Funimation kind of miscasting the role, that she should be restored to being Ryoko. So, how are we going to do this? Well, uh, you're welcome to come to Tenchi Forum and find out. By the time you're hearing this on YouTube, we'll already have posted up scripts and audio clips of all OVA3 Yoko's lines from that chapter of the series. And what you can do to help us is simply watch Tenchi on YouTube right here in the Tenchi Forum channel and post links to the videos where you can find you know, lines that we need when they're spoken. You know, it's real easy to watch more Tenchi and help us out at the same time. So if you're interested, please drop by the message board and we'll set you up. Anybody else? Well, me personally, something we were talking about briefly before we started. How did Kearney manage to operate the dimensional cannon just like that? Did Washi give her an instruction booklet? Did she just say, you've got to do this first, then this? I mean, I know Kearney's a great learner, but was it really that simple to operate this machine that could destroy a whole galaxy? I, I wouldn't put it past Kearney to learn something just that quick. But it does make me wonder. Staples Who? easy button. She didn't. Uh, she didn't get that title first class detective for nothing. After all, I just found it very funny. I had this sort of epiphany moment when when uh, Kiyoka brought up she's uh, the fact that uh, she said uh, Kione kills Kane. I'm pretty sure Kane's name in English or whatever you know is spelled with a K, and I just it brought me back to when I first watched these on uh, YouTube. And uh, there's a part right at the end uh, where they're they're all going to go back to their own time, and uh, Aika puts on like Nobuyuki and Ajika's forehead these little I don't I don't know what they are they look like little stickers but it's it's like oh these will these will you know not have the the dimensions go in flux or whatever and you'll stay in your time and we'll go back to our time and when she opens her little box that stores them there's the KKK, and of course, it being YouTube, jokes abounded about that. But now, I see what it obviously stands for. Kiyoka kills Kane. It all makes sense now. Don't you mean Kione? Kione kills Kane. <laughs> Thank you, Kiyoka. Yeah, I, I wasn't in that movie, sorry. Well, I know it was already mentioned, uh, who already said his name, but Christopher Frank, the uh, soundtrack director, I think he really is uh, one of the unsung heroes of this whole production. Uh, the, the soundtrack of this movie really completes... The, uh, the feel, the cinematic feel of this movie, and the emotions that he carries through in his, in his, in his piece, is, they're just really phenomenal. I think it's worth mentioning Christopher Frank's uh, contribution to, to the Tenchi movie. He's, he's someone that, uh, he really helped carry the movie, and I thought we should uh, just at least acknowledge him. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think he did a real good job as some of the non- OVA most recognized tracks probably come from the movie for the ending and after like everybody else had said earlier the the ending is really sad because we know Achika's gonna die there which you would think why couldn't they just maybe like transfer some of Tenchi's power on over to Achika but you know and with Kane looking like no face from uh, Spirit Away at least in my opinion anyway but um, yeah it was done really well all the way around and I always extremely enjoy the art style of the movie like Dagon had said before and you know the panning shots the hand drawn artwork that was done into every frame versus the CG that we get today it was all good stuff be sure to subscribe to our YouTube as new podcasts are posted. And if you're interested in being one, come join us at TenchiForum.com.
Thank you, everybody, and until next time, stay gold.